0: Then I'll just press this record button so we have a little intro teaser So as we
1: always do. What is this episode three, right? <laughs> <laughs> <I think> so <laughs> this is, it's where I'm already getting old, I'm figuring forgetting things. Alright. Well. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode three of Two Nerds, Maybe More, a primarily video game podcast where we talk about video games and maybe a bit more. Today is Saturday, February 29th, 2020. And across from me, as always, on the other side of the pond, I have Marty. How are you doing today, Marty?
0: Hello, I'm good. We just played some fun games like basically an hour ago it was fun people died you know just a normal normal fun day i guess um uh, people died in game just so yeah, you yeah, know yeah 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 obviously because yes. we talk, we started talking about politics
1: people died because of that so once again our mandatory statement that this is not a podcast about politics uh, but the game in question that marty is talking about is we played a bit of a game called among us which i believe is an indie game Mm-hmm. i was gifted the game because i was at work when everybody decided to play and they could not wait a few hours for me to buy it so that we could play it a week <laughs> later
0: um. I, th- I think the issue was that it was an offer for a limited time of very limited time so that's why we mm. just i think tom uh, bought like three of them i bought two and then we just handed them out to, to, to people that that we like and want to play with so
1: Consider yourself, you know, honored that that we actually want to to play with you. I I am honored. Um, <laughs> I only got I only caught a couple games of it, but it was it seemed pretty fun. Essentially, mm. for those who don't know, it is a game where you and a few friends—I believe it's up to four to ten people—can play together. It's on Steam. You're all given a role on a ship. Some of you might be crewmen, and some of you a might spaceship. be. A spaceship, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Not the Starship Enterprise, just a spaceship. And each of you has a role, and you must fulfill certain tasks and take care of things. But at the same time, there is an imposter, right? That's what it's called? Mm -hmm. There's an imposter, and the imposter apparently is just trying to sabotage everything and kill people. Uh, So your goal of the crew is to complete all the tasks without everybody dying or figuring out who the imposter is and ejecting them from the spacecraft while the imposter trying to sabotage certain things or kill everybody. Yeah.
0: Sounds like fun.
1: Yes. Nothing built friendships like murder mystery. But no, no, it
0: it was really really good fun. I, I came in late as well. Uh, I think I joined one game before you, so uh, okay. I, I was the first one to get killed. <laughs> I don't know if I should take that personal or anything, but uh, <laughs> it uh, no, it, 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 it's good fun. Even though even though you, you get killed, you you still get to play. You still have to finish your tasks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's not like you're out of the game or anything. But but um, it, it it is
1: definitely more fun when you're alive. <laughs> um. I spent one whole round not knowing what to do, so I still had fun with it. It was a good time. But anyway, I know that you finished up finally the final episode of Dracula, if I'm correct. I did.
0: And whoa, that ended (laughs) differently than I thought it would. Yes. Um, The thing is that I'm not completely sure how I like the ending. I'm still... Digesting it, I think mm-hmm. um, it definitely didn't end as I thought it would, um, and I'm also like because I I know I'm, I'm maybe I might be a little bit selfish, but I I might want I want more, Michael. I want more.
1: I do too. Um, Dracula is one of my favorite characters within the I guess you would call it the the monster mythos of like horror movies. I guess that's what you mm-hmm. would. Dracula was kind of one of those figureheads among like wolfman and the thing and things like that and dracula is one of my favorite ones so when you catch a good interpretation of dracula you kind of want to keep it and see more of it and i'm kind of like you where i didn't quite know how i felt about the ending Mm. and i just chalked it up to it's not quite horror but it is horror still and horror has a at least to me like a problem with endings yeah (laughs) like horror movies have a problem with endings where it's really hard for them to figure out a good ending to a movie or something like that that's actually satisfying that meets a good resolution even even in the 80s like the classics you just see like it's always like the coolest one had to be friday not friday 13th uh nightmare on elm street Mm -hmm. where at the end he like pulls her through the window and you know that there's a second one, so it's like that's really cool. Whoa! Spoilers for the <laughs> '80s movie. Sorry, <laughs> if you haven't seen a Nightmare on Elm Street, then I don't know what to tell you. But so does does your opinion of the previous two episodes stand up, having seen the third episode of this being a pretty much an amazing series that's somewhat that everybody should check out.
0: I definitely still think it's worth to check out. I think I think I mean it's not like uh, you know the acting and and the story beats and stuff like that changes uh, are getting worse because of this. It just it just took me by surprise. I think I would end it. Ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not how I imagined because I think in. Again, it's really difficult not to spoil, but in this day and age, you know, if there's something good on television, then I bet you there will be like 10 seasons of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm just... I mean, I, they could potentially... I'm not saying that they can't continue this, but it uh, it just feels... I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how they would do it if they actually do it. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Um, but no, I, I still think the acting is still great. Uh, it, it's interesting to see, you know, the different... Each episode is different. I mean, there's only yeah. three episodes. They're one and a half hour long. But each of them is different. And I even think you might actually... You could potentially go so far to say that each episode is too sort of genres in, in one episode sort mm-hmm. of where the first half is in, in this way and then it changes a little bit towards the middle to it and becomes something different so it's really cool i really really enjoyed it the acting is great as i said and yeah no i still think it was great still think it's it's if you if you like dracula and and, and the, those kind type of monsters and non-sparkly vampires um go definitely and check this out It it's
1: great Yes, I completely agree. It's pretty amazing. And of course, since this is a primarily video game uh, podcast, we are not going to move on to video games yet because there's another (laughs) show. There's another Netflix show. Um, This is is kind of my fault because when Um, I finished Dracula last week on Friday, I was skimming around Netflix trying to figure out something to watch next. And I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to watch Lock and Key. So cut to Sunday. And I officially finished all 10 episodes and I watched the entire series in two days, four (laughs) episodes one night and then six episodes the next day. I really enjoyed lock and key. While I don't think that the first season of lock and key is quite as good as like Dracula. I do Mm -hmm. think that it's interesting. It's um, quite a bit magical and has a very different feel, but I really enjoyed lock and key. I I don't know how much you've watched. I love the music in it. Like, what? There's like loud cars walking around, driving around (laughs) outside, and their bass is super deep. Yeah. So okay, no. If I, you hear that, just know
0: <laughs> I've really. I just wanted to say before we get into how the series is that I just love the music. I think the intro music <laughs> mm-hmm. is really good, and I, I actually sit down and just watch the uh, credits just to to listen to the music because I really <laughs> it, I think the songs are so great. Uh, but but yeah, no, the show itself. I watched the the trailer and was like, yeah, it seems like something that I would definitely you know watch an episode or two just to see how it is, and then, I mean, you started on a Saturday evening, and you had the time to watch it all through Saturday and Sunday. I didn't, I started on a Monday, I think. Um, so I I have to, I, I've been really, you know, taking my, I wanted to watch more. Let's just mm-hmm. put it that way. It's around midnight, I've watched that one episode that I usually watch before I go to sleep. And I'm like, I want to watch more, but if I do that, I will I will screw up my my day tomorrow. Uh, I I I really can't. I want to. It's so difficult not to just you know press that play button, but I haven't. So I think I am six episodes in right now. Uh, so that's roughly an episode a day, next mm-hmm. yeah, Saturday. Yeah, a little little bit more. I think I watched two, uh, yesterday. So uh, so yeah, it's I'm 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 over halfway there. A lot of things can still happen, but I'm really enjoying. it. I think it's really really good. It's uh. I mean it it is like a thirteen year plus thing it, it's it's not horror per se, but it it can be a little bit spooky from time to time
1: yeah, it has horror elements, but it's based around like teenagers in high school, so um it does have a little bit of that campy feel sometimes, but there's yeah. uh, probably one of the biggest things at play is the connections between the characters and the family. I likened it to like a slight horror ish uh this is us. I feel for anybody that's seen that show, This Is Us is a family drama that deals with a whole bunch of other things and like family history and how the father both broke certain parts of the family, but also being like a centerfold of the family. So this kind of has that feel to it, but it also has like a mystery element to Mm. it. And each episode, as you're figuring more and more about the characters, you're also figuring out more and more about the events that led them to where they are, as well as things that led previous generations to leave the area that they are so it's pretty intriguing to see how all of these little spider web pieces connect
0: yeah and i think because where i am right now uh there's so many things that can happen and some of the we have some uh visions from the past and i'm just like yeah but you know there is can we truly believe some of these visions because there's also means to get around that or maybe not look like that and stuff like that so i'm really interested uh, interested in seeing where we actually will end up when the season is over and and i bet there will be a second season most likely or what or i mean you've finished it so yeah so i'm on I'm I'm looking forward. So far, at least, I haven't obviously haven't seen the ending of season one, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think I think they have to to really screw it up for me to dislike it so much
1: that I wouldn't watch <laughs> season two. I don't think that they screw it up. I don't think that they screw it up. Good. I think that Good. like around episode six ish, some of it starts to slow down a little bit, but it's still mm-hmm. interesting enough, um, and then it builds up towards the end and leads into a new season. So I uh, can't wait for for that. But onto the gaming front. Um do we have as to? is tradition. So every week we've talked about Netflix shows. Uh, we started episode one with some Dracula talk and we finished up Dracula today. But we also started episode one talking about the new ARPG by Wilson Studios called Wolfson, and we've discussed it each week, and this week is no different. We're pretty we much just to? rehashes. Do, do we have each to talk about this? Do we have to talk <laughs> about this game right now? You wrote it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> um so Man. marty has surpassed me and gone to uh he delved into act two a little bit more i just started it like last night but i put in a few hours so Mm -hmm. i think i'm nearing a boss sometime soon but you got to the act two boss and from what i understand it's uh it's kind of a pushover
0: right yeah it's so easy i'm like what is this game why am i playing this it's it's oh
1: jesus so easy Alright, so what's really
0: going on? Let's move on to the main subject of today's show where we're going <laughs> that to talk is about not that what <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I hit a roadblock uh i I think i was messaging you that night as well and uh, i don't know how you perceived it but me reading back was like yeah okay i was probably gamer raging a little bit uh it was i I was really frustrated hitting this boss not because i understand how i think at least i think i I understand unless there's like some key thing that i've misunderstood then i understand how the fight works uh I'm dodging all the damage or at least as much damage as possible that I that, that you know is avoidable um I, I feel like I'm doing all the right things and but I just don't I don't I get overrun I get overrun by by uh enemies because what happens is that without spoiling too much the boss uh, uh like a lot of the other bosses also did you know they they summon some adds that come and help him and at some point it's just too much i can't i don't have enough damage to take down the ad and also do damage to the bars without at Mm -hmm. some point getting overrun so so i'm 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 at a point right now where i'm like so frustrated because i need more damage and i don't know where to get it from and normally in an a an arpg i guess you would just go out, start doing other stuff, kill some mobs, level up, and at some point out-level the boss, and then, you know, then you just get through it that way by simply just having, you know, more damage, higher damage not damage numbers. But in this game, the boss scales to the same level that you are. So if you are level 31, then the boss is level 31, and if you are level 32, then the boss is level 32. So you can't really do that. So then I'm like, what can I then do? All right, this... This game has a huge talent tree. So there's so many directions you can go. And obviously, I'm new to this game. So, you know, I've just put, picked, you know, oh, this talent sounds fun. Let's go that way. And let's put some points over here in column 374 over here. Uh, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, obviously, haven't been as focused as you might should be. Um, so I was like, oh, let's correct that. Uh, I looked up some guides and on you know, stuff that was good to, to, to pick out as a caster. Um, and I mean, I could see in my damage charts that my damage went up. I basically doubled my my just white normal damage with, with my normal main hand. So I thought, oh, I doubled the damage. Obviously now this will be fairly easy. I already, before I did this, I, I, I could nail phase one without too much trouble. So I mean, obviously the, this would be a breeze now. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got further into to the second phase, but at some point, I just still get overrun. I just simply just cannot kill the ads fast enough, and then I'm just at a point where, right now, where I'm basically giving up. I don't know what to do about it. I do know what to do about it, and it is to roll to go back in and and you know roll a a melee class instead. I mean, I can use my Qun character, but I need to, you know, get some other gear. I need to to switch gear, and uh, I also need to farm up gold and whatever you need to respec again. And I simply just don't feel like that, not not at this point. I'm playing story mode. I'm not trying to push for, I don't know, what the end game is in this game, obviously, because I haven't tried it yet. Uh, So, yeah, I'm just frustrated. I don't know what to do besides, you know, doing stuff that I don't want to do.
1: And we talked about this last week as well when we were talking about the Act 1 boss and how the Act 1 boss kind of... Um, the difficulty spiked immensely compared to everything that was before it. Mm-hmm. And this is a challenge with, with this type of game where, where do you draw the line between we want it to be challenging for those people that play these type of games all the time and understand like the ins and outs, because I'm sure that there's something like, maybe both of us are probably giving up gear pieces that aren't necessarily um, that are probably like, better for us but it's not Mm -hmm. obvious enough that it's better for us or we don't understand the underlying systems that make it better so it's just like oh that doesn't increase my force shield and that's the build i'm going for so i'm not going to do it and i think part of the problem is that we we want a challenge but at the same time we want to be able to feel like the character that we create can make it through the base content yeah i can understand like late game end game things like that but one of the great things about like a Diablo game when you played it, it was like yeah it might be easier but you could get through you could see it and then you can up the difficulty later if you want while mm. this one I do like a difficult challenge and I am finding the game to be refreshingly difficult yeah. but I have not gotten to that boss yet and there is a line to be drawn between I'm just going to stop playing because it's no longer fun difficult yeah
0: yeah, I, I, and I feel that's where I hit right now. It's not fun because I don't, I don't have any progress, or at least nothing that I feel like I have, and I mean. I have to say that Act 1 was so easy until you hit the boss, obviously, as we talked mm. about. then you know, whoa, where did that difficulty come from? But then when you got into Act 2, there's actually some mini boss fights in there where, you know, uh, I didn't die to them, but I was close. Uh, I had mm-hmm. some close encounters. I got through most of it, but it was not like... It was a little bit more challenging now. And I think you had one of the bosses you died a few times too as well, right? Those mini yeah. bosses, you said. So, I mean, I don't mind that there's, ch- you know... You being challenged and stuff like that, but not being able to. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to get through it. I can't figure it out. I can't see a way out of it, and it frustrates me because the only way, as I see it right now, is to roll a different spec that I don't mm-hmm. want to play. So yeah,
1: um,
0: that that and is just don't worry. When I
1: beat it, I will let you know the strat. I hope <laughs> I hope
0: you beat it, and I I, I hope it. Well, as I said earlier, before the show started, I hope you beat it because I hope that uh, because I want you to have fun with the game as well and stuff like. I re- I, so on on that side, I want you to beat it. On the other side, I'm also very selfish and I want you to not beat it. <laughs> and so I'm not like it's not because if you just go in and beat it, then it's me who's doing something wrong, you know? <laughs> because yeah. we're both we are both playing casters, so maybe maybe you know it's just me who can't figure who don't know how to play.
1: Uh, and speaking so. of speaking of selfish, I did get um an achievement that you didn't on Act two and Act one, I do a lot of the exploration where I explore all the area, yeah, I do. and there's been a few <laughs> there's been a few like little mini bosses, and I've actually died I died on the mini boss more than I died on some of the like the step by step bosses that you go through to the big one in the chapter. It's yeah. like a side one off to the side. And I died to that a couple times. and But I beat it, and I got an achievement, which was, uh, one second here, it was shoot the caster first. So, spoilers. <laughs> um, but I like finding those, and that's one thing that I do enjoy about this game, is that when I delve into a cave, or I go off a side path, or I try to explore, sometimes there's something worthwhile just lurking around the corner. And it might drop some cool loot, or it might give me an achievement, which some people hate, but I actually like. Um, just a random little hey! Congratulations, you found this little thing and you killed it, even though you died like two or three times. But it was fun coming across it, and I enjoy it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, and and I think the, I still think the game has a lot of potential. I think the issue is right now that I mean, it is so, it is an indie studio, right? Um, yeah.
1: So the I think one of the problems also is that because the game came out with a whole bunch of bugs. Mm and net code issues and things like that they had to spend a lot of their time doing that and we haven't gotten the balance patch yet cuz a big patch did come through yeah. but that was focused more on core um stability issues rather yeah. than like balancing
0: this does not look and feel like a indie game though because when mm-hmm. you say indie game I'm usually thinking oh you know uh, pixelated graphics uh you know those type of games i mean not mm-hmm. not to 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 you know uh Say anything bad about indie games? There, there was a lot of, you know, really good looking out there as well. But this one really doesn't look like an indie game. It really looks like a triple A. a, a AAA. It looks better than Diablo three these days, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little bit more clunky sometimes to play, but but it still feels relatively good. So I mean, I have to tip my hat to these guys that it, everything feels really good. But I, I do feel like that you can also. You start to notice now that, yeah, it, it isn't a AAA, it an it mm-hmm. indie dev studio doing these things. They they can't just, you know, like Blizzard, just, oh, we'll just put the whole team on fixing this and we'll have a patch ready tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They can't really do that. So it takes time. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you wait a week or two or, or a little month or something like that and then you, you jump into it, you will have the time of your life, uh, playing, uh, this ARPG. Um, so it, it's but it still is a, it's, uh,
1: it's a buyer's beware right now still.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is, but it's still good. Um, but I just want to, you know, I just want to progress. I want to see what, what happens in the story. I, 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 I haven't looked the storyline up. I want I, that thing I want to, you know, um, experience myself. Um, but I do have, I have looked up guides and how, many phases and what happens in this fight and so far it seems like i un- I understood everything correctly it's just that i don't have the damage for it and apparently yep. it's a cost issue
1: yep sucks that we run into that but um that's kind of where we are that's what things happen so we'll we'll touch base again once our situation changes yep. but let's move on to something a little bit more positive because you shared something in discord the other day that was pretty interesting and then you put it in the show notes and i was looking at it and i think it's a pretty
0: pretty amazing it's insane
1: (laughs) yeah i think it's pretty pretty crazy how somebody could think to use i'm just gonna let you start off and explain what's going on here okay star wars uh,
0: came out with a series on disney plus called the mandalorian some might have seen it some might have seen the memes i've i've seen it it's good It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. it. it, And, and, you know, when when you look at it, it looks like Star Wars. The environments look great. Uh, It it looks like they're actually, you know, it doesn't look like green screen. They're definitely in a desert, uh, roaming around and stuff like that. Except they're not. But it's not green screen either. Uh, Actually, what they are, they're in a huge room. uh, And the walls are made of a lot of small uh, LED lights and uh so it's basically the basically in one big huge uh tele tele huge television the wall is one big television screen all the <laughs> way around basically and what they're doing is they're doing the, the epic game engine to create these landscapes, so they can basically, you know, turn the landscape, so it uh, follows the camera tracks and stuff like that. And, and it just looks like you are in the space. So it's also the, you know, the the issues with green screen and blue screen and stuff like that is that, you know, the actors have to imagine what's going on. In this case, you actually, you know, you have something that looks like, now you're in a desert. Uh, And then, you know, obviously, you can also put um, actual like put a rock in in the in 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 the studio as well in the middle, for instance, the, and then together with you know the rock in the studio that the actors can actually interact with, and then you have uh, the the desert around them. It just you know I, I imagine as an actor you know you get so much more to work with, and also you know if you're like hey that mountain it doesn't look quite as we li- want it to, you can just go in and change it on the fly and stuff like that. It just it's not it's not quite gaming. But it is made in a game engine and I just thought this is so damn cool. Let's quickly talk about it. Uh it's definitely there's a YouTube video and we'll we'll post the <laughs> link in in the show notes. And it, this is so cool. I think this is definitely the future of filmmaking.
1: Um yeah, it's really interesting. Instead of having to tell an actor like imagine the sun is setting in that direction and you're looking at it longfully. It's like now they can actually project it up there and the actor Mm. can see it. So it's, it's almost like instead of now the world is becoming a place with you rather than like, just Mm. think about how much it might, it might prevent costs of making movies because you don't have to set out to these locations. you don't have to reserve this amount of space or you don't have to cause traffic issues everywhere, Mm -hmm. uh, wherever you go. So it is really interesting to see. And I would like to see how many other studios are currently using this Mm. and how many are looking at it now and being like, wow, we could do this and this and this with it. Like, also, just
0: in a studio, that you know, uh, if you have one scene, it needs one set, and then you know, then you have to put when you're done, you need to pull that set down, build up the next one. Mm-hmm. But this, you, you, you know, you don't have that waiting time where you need to build stuff, you're just like on a, on a with the push of a button, uh, you can you just, just switch, switch scenes, switch the set, yeah. Oh, yeah, now you just we, switch now, scenes, boom, yeah. So it's cool, and yeah, I just, I just wanted, I just had to share this. This was so amazing,
1: and for those who. Like, or just listening to this, I understand that some people might be thinking, like, oh, this might be, like, the death of props and things like that. Like, it's not. Like, they have in the studio, like, itself, like, they still had the ship built in the place. Like, it Mm. was still, like, the hard like the version of it that they stand up against is still there. There's still things yeah. around like the shop. It's more of like the larger landscape of the area.
0: Even Baby Yoda is not fully CGI. There's some of it that is actually puppeteering as well. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: And and yeah. Well, what so... the Baby Yoda cost like $5,000 or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. I think or it was like 5 million or something like that. They were like, "Oh, that's how much I guess the director or somebody was holding Baby Yoda like the the puppet mm. and they're like oh just so you know that cost about five million dollars to make <laughs> okay. and the guy got really nervous and wanted to put it down because he didn't want to hold it <laughs> um, and we both know that for those who do, who are very picky about it we both know that that is not baby yoda but we also know that baby yoda <laughs> is now its full name All right? <laughs> There
0: we go. Haven't stepped on anyone's toes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's. I just wanted to quickly bring that up. Um, it has. It's not too much game related, but it's damn cool.
1: Yep. One cool of the things cool that I
0: do want to talk just a little bit about is that there is a little bit of a war going on at the moment when it comes to platforms to to you know your gaming platform not platforms the clients gaming clients yes. uh steam versus epic versus gog 2.0 versus probably a lot of others um and uh, something is on the horizon and that is that uh gog will now I don't know if this is in effect yet or if it will come soon, but at least going forward, they will offer a 30-day refund policy. So if that's a game that you don't like, that you have bought digitally, uh, at least on Steam, right? I I don't know how the epic situation is these days, uh, if you can actually get a refund over there or not. Uh, I know they didn't have it to begin with, they might have it now, who knows? Uh, But at least on Steam, I think you have like... If you haven't played the game, I think you you can... Is it two weeks you have to refund it? Or it's um,
1: it's a certain amount of time that you have to refund two, it, as well as a certain two, amount of time played.
0: Yeah, that's two, that's two. If you haven't played it at all, I think it's two weeks. Uh, if you have played it, then it's a maximum of two hours. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you can't get a refund. So... GOG wants to come out and say 30 days that's your refund uh, refund time. So if you don't if you played if you tried out the game within 30 days you decide you don't like it then you can get a refund. Um obviously some people might already think hey in 30 days you can complete a game and get a refund uh and I think that's what a lot of people are nervous about right now. So that's why I wanted to just you know ask is that something you would do, Michael? Would you, if if you really enjoyed this game, you paid for it, and you had the possibility to get a refund, would you do that?
1: No, um, I am on that side of the internet that thinks this is a bad idea. Okay. Um, because the honor system does not work on the internet. Uh, Don't you think so? No, because people want free things, and if you're able to play a full. title all the way through. And let's say it's a single player game and there is no replay value at the end of it. Of course, there's going to be that contingent of people that just simply are like, all right, got what I want. I'm done. I'm going to return it and get my money back. And so, and so, and different people put value on different time in a game. Some people say 30 hours is not enough in modern day game uh, Mm -hmm. because you have so many of these games that are constantly like you need to play our game for years. Uh, through our pay models and things like that I am not a fan of the I think 30 days is good if you bought the game and you have not touched it
0: let me ask a different question then is 2 hours a reasonable amount of time for you to gauge a game if you know uh, is it something you like does it have uh, x amount
1: of bucks that makes it unplayable Um, is 2 hours enough I say no on that front. Like, I do think that uh, as an RPG game fan, I will say that sometimes you may not see part of the game. So you're like 10 hours in. So I do think that maybe like 10 to 15 hours would be a better um, judge of something. But then it also calls into question, like, well, what does that mean for like a platform game? Like if you're playing a game like Shovel Knight, you could finish it several times within that amount of time while an RPG might just finally be done teaching you all the damn things they want to teach you. Or if it's a Square Enix game, they might have finally finished the first cutscene after about 10, 15 hours. (laughs) So you finally get to play the game. So it is a very like it's a tricky situation because you do want you do want to feel like your time is being valued in Mm. the way of like, don't. I don't want to waste my time on this game that's not worth it versus I didn't get enough time to really see what's going on in this game and if I will enjoy it and then also on the other end of it you still have games that are built off of once you beat the game then the real game starts yeah so it's like what if you don't enjoy the leveling, but you enjoy the end game or you don't enjoy the end game, but you enjoy the leveling, but now you're past the time limit and you can't, Yeah can't return it or whatever. So,
0: yeah, I think I have to agree with you. I think 30 days is probably a happy utopia. Mm. <laughs> it's, uh, I would, I would love for, for 30 days to be great. Um, the great amount of uh, the a good amount of time i I do think it might be too long i think they need to adjust it and i think they will. i think i think they might end up on something lower i think they also are saying that this is like you know an experiment as well to see how it goes and if people are you know if they see like serial v-funders then they're like supposedly going to you know crack down on that um but i do think overall 30 days might be too long but i mean they should
1: make you write an essay you have to write an essay <laughs> when you return it about all the systems and mechanics that you didn't enjoy and why yeah. to like actually see like why you didn't enjoy the game rather and then, than... Yeah, then you can,
0: you can give it back to the developers as well and they, have, they actually have the feedback that they never get. It's That's better. right. Um, but no, I mean, uh, take Bolson as an example, actually, because at the moment, when I was two hours in, I was having good fun. It was a great game. Now, 14 hours in, I'm like, you know what? If if I can <laughs> if I can if I can get through this if because I I do I do not at the moment I don't feel like unless you beat it in the in the first few tries then I I don't feel like there's anything wrong with what I'm doing I I, I feel like this game is is not probably balanced I think there's definitely something that needs to be to change I would I would like a refund right now and then come back to it later when I actually you know mm-hmm. uh, when when it might be in a better state um, so I do feel like two hours. Might not be enough. but again, I, I also understand that it might vary from game to game. Um, so and it's,
1: who it's, puts that time limit on it? So
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, and then it,
1: also it, with that limit, like what's to stop a developer from making the first two hours excellent? Mm. And then after that, it just suddenly drops <laughs> off.
0: I mean that that has been seen, hasn't it? That some games, I, you know, have a great start and then you get to the ending and you're like, oh, is that it? Is, is that how it ends? Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it has been seen that uh, what was it? Oh, what's it called? The the uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it right now. The the Hojima, Hoji- oh, what's what's his face?
1: Death Stranding.
0: Yeah, but his previous game. Metal Gear Solid Five. Metal Gear, yeah, Metal Gear, the the, the, la- the last uh, installment of that, where like you know, Act One was so good. And Act 2 was just, you know, oh, they ran out of time and money, it looks like. <laughs> so, I mean, it has been, yeah, I it's heard definitely, been, yeah, it's definitely been seen before. And and it in it, situations like that, it's, it's such a shame because, you know, Act 1 was so good. It really was so good. And I was personally looking forward to see, you know, where everything would go. And, I mean, personally, I think it would have been cool if they had just, you know, released Act Act 1 as it was and then, you know, get... Act two as a DLC down the line, but you know, polished and actually developed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been, I would have been uh, ha- way beyond happy about that. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely something. Well, to be honest, I do feel like e- with that game, I probably I I wouldn't have uh, if I had the option to get a refund. I, pro- I don't think I would because I was really entertained by the first. Uh, the first act and stuff like that it, it, it was a good game but, but you know still um, it, it was definitely not ready to release, uh, for release
1: yep um, I really don't know I think uh, I was trying to make a comparison to the consoles but the consoles are a whole different beast where the idea of a refund is usually returning it to GameStop and getting $2 for your $60 <laughs> purchase yeah. yeah, so that they could resell it for 40 um so that wouldn't work all that much either i don't know it's a weird situation and it's it's, i don't have the answers
0: no i mean it's tricky because you know if you go out and you buy a a washing machine if it doesn't work it doesn't work you you can get it refunded and and, you know you have some insurance on it Mm -hmm. and that's how it works but you know it it just performs this this service for you in your everyday life every day whereas uh, a game and music and video and movies for that matter it's more like an art it's something that you experience so you actually yeah. have even though you only played halfway through a game or you only watched half a movie and decided you didn't like it or you still got some value out of that uh so it, it's a little bit i think it's a little bit more difficult to say where where goes the line between when mm-hmm. can i get a refund and when can i so yeah um, especially so yeah, since
1: it's, it's so subjective mm. yeah
0: so it's difficult but All right, let's, well, I'm let's move to, on to something. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying I'm, loo- I'm, I'm looking forward to see where this experiment goes and what happens, just yeah. to see where, where we end up. So, I
1: like, mean, at least the discussion is being had mm-hmm. that uh, gamers or consumers in general should be valued in the sense of if they get a product and the product is not what they expected it to be or what they enjoyed, then they should have the right to return it. Yeah. So I think like it's good that that discussion is being had. Ex- uh, exactly, yeah. Alright, and I just want to finish up here with something. A little bit, it's not too long. It should, We shouldn't drag on too long about it, but talking, we last week we talked about digital ownership of games. <laughs> yep. um, right now we just talked about 30-day refund policy, um, and I thought it would be interesting to kind of what right do consumers, gamers have to the initial product that was released versus what it becomes later on. Um, if you look at games like World of Warcraft is completely different than its initial inception, Mm -hmm. which is why WoW Classic is now a thing because people really enjoy classic version of World of Warcraft versus modern day World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, If you look at a game like Diablo 3, when it launched, it was completely different than its current iteration where it's at right now. Um, Arguably, it's for the better, but there might be those people that really enjoy Diablo 3 in its initial base form. Yeah. So I'm just curious as to what are like some of your opinions on do gamers really have have the right to say this is the game that I bought and that's the game that I want versus the developer saying yeah but we also control the creative rights to that property and yes you bought it but it's an online serviced game. Which means that when we patch it to fix things for you, you also should expect that we have the authority, power, and liberty to change the game as we see fit.
0: It's really difficult, you know, because a book a movie music you know someone has written that there won't come a patch later on that changes how mm-hmm. the, the famous metallica song is going they might change how they play it live but you know <laughs> the album itself doesn't whereas games are a bit different i mean we talked about we've talked about it on this every show that the olden days were way better you had it on a, on a compact disc uh, and it didn't change over time um, with these days, you can patch everything, you can update your game, you can, you know, have a game that has you have people have been playing for 15 bloody years, wasting <laughs> so much time. Um, and I mean, personally, it's it's difficult again, it it's it's it, because I think it's really different from people, uh, from person to person. Um, in the case of World of Warcraft, for instance, I think like I really enjoy, I, I did play a lot of time in, in Vanilla, uh, I did jump in now when Classic came out and, and tried it and I was like oh yeah this is how it used to be and I did you know enjoy that uh, throwback for a little bit but then I was like yeah you know what? Uh, there's a reason why I'm playing retail now <laughs> um I like some not all the changes, but I like some of the different iterations that World of Warcraft has had through it. And I like that it's still progression and evolving. Uh because if it if it hadn't, then I wouldn't be playing it these days. But on the other hand, I can understand why there is a classic server these days, because I think World of Warcraft in particular is also a um uh Oh, the words fail me. A um, It's it's a phenomenon. It's like a cultural phenomenon. Cultural mm-hmm. was the world I could find. <laughs> it's a cultural phenomenon. So I think there were I think there is a lot of people who would love to go back and play that game. And as it turned out, because we actually do have Classic now, there is a lot of, of people who play it these days. I mean I have old guildies who I haven't seen in World of Warcraft in like eight years or some 10 years something like that and they are back now playing classic because that's the game that they really enjoyed so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's difficult i mean i i I think i do think that at at the end of the day it's not my property it is the game studio's property so they can do with it where what they want whether i like it or not uh it is frustrating when you know I'm because I'm a way better backseat backseat developer than anyone else, so when people when gaming companies doesn't do what I want, then obviously I get frustrated <laughs> as well, and you know I, <laughs> stuff like that. What I don't do though is I don't send death threats to developers because I think that's stepping over a line. Um, but I do I do want to at least uh, have my right to complain a little bit and come also maybe at the same point at the same time come with some constructive feedback mm-hmm. stuff
1: like that um and i don't know i'm rambling right now so take over michael <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm kind of along the same lines as you like i said i thought that this would just be kind of a quick little uh talking point that would kind of spark a little bit of obviously we we focused a lot on certain things that are we don't quite know the answers and i think that's uh um, it's an interesting spot and it's interesting to talk about like there doesn't always have to be an answer that's correct or wrong Uh, i think so many people these days try to say like it's either yes or no or Mm. it's right or it's wrong um and those people that since we're on like the world of warcraft band right now there are the people that only play retail and they think that everybody should only play retail and stop complaining about the way that it used to be. Mm. And then there are the people that only play classic and say that the retail people are stupid and don't understand anything about the game as it was. And if they do like retail instead of classic, then they should stick their heads in a toilet and flush.
0: Um, I I do that every day,
1: so don't worry. Okay, so Mm. Marty is taking the internet's advice. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) While I'm just kind of... I am I have really mixed feelings about it because I am like, hey, just play what you want to play and enjoy it. Mm. While at the same time, I do support a developer in the idea of we changed it because we wanted to improve it. And the reason why we didn't keep its previous iteration available was because we don't want to split our player base up. Yeah. And if you think about a game like World of Warcraft or SWTOR or... Uh, any other game that's been around for like 10 plus years or closing in on that, or even five years plus, if they have multiple expansions and multiple iterations and you kept every single service alive and active, how big would that player base be mm. as a whole versus would it really be an MMO now? Because you have people playing in different expansions. Yeah. They're yeah. still playing world of Warcraft, but they're only playing in that expansion. So you have your Missa Pandaria group, you have your Three people that are in Cataclysm. You have your Burning Crusade people, your Wrath of the Lich King, your classic, your Legion, and, and it, a very it's small, like,
0: very small wallets of Draenor group. It is there. <laughs> it's, it's tiny. It's it's like five six people, but uh,
1: um, they're just a small little raid group of ten over there. <laughs> they just want to raid. That's it. Uh, they enjoyed those raids, so they stay there. But it's a it's an interesting thought process, and I'm pretty sure that it goes through the developers' minds as well. Of especially the whole World of Warcraft thing, like how do we bring classic in? And I really do think that they probably made the best decision they could with saying that it was included in your wow sub, yeah. When they did that, uh, for their sake, like it boosted their numbers. If you were already a subscriber to the game, you got access to it so you could try it out. So I think that that was a great thing, but yeah.
0: I don't I quite mean, know the answer. I don't quite know the answer either, but I mean, we, another game we can also take a look at is probably Warcraft 3 and Warcraft 3 Reforged. Uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> whoo, whoo. Uh, <laughs> because they just... Uh, Blizzard just, you know, re-released uh, Warcraft 3 as re-for- uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged. Uh, it wasn't a remaster. It was a Reforged. So what their initial idea was, was to, you know, uh, obviously... Uh, remaster it and and actually make all new graphics and stuff like that to to bring it up to date to to up to to our day standards. But they also wanted to do small tweaks to, you know, the storyline and uh, because some of the stuff has been retconned and uh, they wanted to change some of the cinematics, you know, they they had this huge idea that they want to reforge it so it actually fits in better with the current state of World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that initial idea was cool. And they sold that idea on pre-order in pre-orders and stuff like that and and uh and a lot of people were like yeah on board with that myself included uh that mm-hmm. sounded really cool to me uh and then the actual game came out and it was not that it was not what they had advertised uh they actually decided to go back to basically a remastered version of it right uh and i think that pissed off a little bit some some people a tiny group of people uh Mm -hmm. so much that you know blizzard actually had to open up uh just automatic refunds if people wanted the the game refund funded and they could just get it um so i mean and i think that's a different situation i think that's where i would have loved to seen this uh, reimagined warcraft 3 version um but if they hadn't gone that route, if they had just said we are doing a remaster, just like they did with StarCraft II, just a remaster of it, I would have been happy with that as well. I would have loved that. Mm. Uh, but I think the issue is that they sold us something else, and I think that's a better, that's a larger issue in, in this case than you know that 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 than Blizzard is trying to you know uh, ch- change a previous
1: version into a new yeah. version. Uh, there was that. And then there was the, they took away features from the base original game. If you did not have the current version, they, uh, there was a lot of negative things that went into it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into it right now, but there were a lot of it. We understand that there was more than just the, the graphical promises that were brought into it. Uh, but on the last bit of this topic, I also bring up the idea of speed running games, mm. Um, I'll use the game Bloodborne on the PlayStation 4 as an example. Speedrunners of Bloodborne still use a pre-patched version of the game. You know that it's pre-patched because the load screen was actually patched later on so that the loading wasn't as long. Mm. And there are are certain things that are actually messed up in-game because of that. Mm. unless they changed it, where somebody might be talking in the game and their line will get cut off because now it loads faster. Mm. Um, So you don't get to hear all the dialogue. So if you're a casual player, you miss some of that dialogue. It's nothing too important, but you do miss it. Um, But speedrunners used to use the glitch and now they can't use that glitch on a current patched version of the game because they fixed whatever that glitch was in the game. So speedrunners will deliberately play on a version of the game that has not been hooked up to the internet and patched so they excuse me so that they could play it the way that it it initially was and i just think it's interesting at how many different avenues of gaming that patches and post fixes affect. like we mentioned back in the day like the games they were just shipped and that was it but at the same time back then they if it was a crap game that was shipped guess what it's a crap game still (laughs) yeah and you can't fix it it's not like one i don't like no man's sky but people that like no man's sky says that it's a a, 10 times better than what it was yeah so that's one of like the like a success story of fixing things, we talked about. We hope Anthem kind of goes that route where it yeah. comes back better than ever. Diablo three was one that was fixed by Reaper of Souls, and you just have like these different versions of games that kind of fix problems, but then at the same time it can make more problems. And then versus, I don't want any changes, and <laughs> then you get the game and you're like, oh, this game sucks. Yeah.
0: No, and I mean, I think I think it's being able to fix stuff is definitely cool that you can do that. I mean, it. it I mean, the only issue that I have it is with games like, for instance, No Man's Sky and Anthem, that, you know, they probably, they, they over-promised something and they under-delivered uh, yeah. both of those games. And I think that's, and, and then they just ca- kind of just counted on, well, we'll fix it over time. I think that should be, fixing it over time should be a last resort, mm-hmm. like, not... You know, they shouldn't have been released like that. They should have fixed it. Um, They should have have released, like, proper games. Uh, But then again, I also think it's cool that, you know, like Diablo 3, some of the things is actually something that they were like, we actually, they thought that was great ideas. And that's, you know, they don't, developers are also humans. they They don't create something to, you know, make you feel bad. They create something because they think it's cool uh and in the case of Diablo 3 it just didn't work out i think some of those things and they decided so, you know let's let's redo them and and fix things up and i think it's it's cool that you can do that but it's also just something you shouldn't count on i think like so it's yeah it, again i think it's a balance uh it, it's difficult to say what's 100% correct and 100% wrong because i don't think that yeah. exists
1: I did see some people commenting on the 30-day guarantee thing back that said maybe this will push developers to actually develop their game fully Mm. before releasing it because now people will have the option to simply return it if their game is crap rather than be like, oh, well, I got the game, I guess I just have to wait till they fix it. Now they'll have the option to return it. So, uh, give and take on all of these things. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and that is, it is difficult, but I can also, on the other hand, say, as you said that, hey, what if it's a small indie studio that made a three-hour game? (laughs) You know? uh, Yeah. It's difficult. It's a balance and it's, again, there's there's not a 100% correct answer to, because we are all different as well, so.
1: Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's pretty much it. Unless you have anything else that you'd like no. to add. Speaking of balanced, I think this was a balanced show. We ended. Yeah.
0: We got to the end, and and we had fifty four minutes right now. So I mean, that's still Ooh. still right before an hour. So I guess yeah, this is a good place. And to
1: And disclosure: if you heard anything in the background on my end, please know that there are kids over. They spent the night, so. Um, I've been hearing crying. I've been hearing people trying to be loud to cheer them up. So if you hear that, I apologize. I usually like to have it quiet, but obviously, when you live in a house with others, you can't always get that. It's just it's that, just that authentic
0: podcasting atmosphere, Michael. That's what you should call. It. You shouldn't apologize. You should actually say, "You're welcome, guys." This is authentic.
1: A glimpse into my world. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out the website, two com, And the two is actually spelled out there. So it's T W O com. You can also email us at two nerdsmaybemore at gmail.com, which is the same as the website. Here's where it gets a little bit tricky. So please stay with me. <laughs> the Twitter is actually two nerds maybe more with the number two. Ooh, fancy. Yes, very. Very, so, uh, so 90s of you, Michael. That's right. And if you, I'm going to, uh this is not in the show notes, but I'm going to do it anyway. If you're interested, occasionally I do stream at twitch.tv slash acid tears 111. The tears are spelled T-E-A-R-Z and then 111. So if you want to come hang out, I occasionally get up there, mainly on weekends. And but for, come us, hang out. for
0: us Europeans, That C is a set anyway I I also just want to say that uh, the next show will be a little bit different uh, mainly in the lineup because I won't be there I will be out skiing Uh, I I will not be live podcasting from the top of a a mountain in, in Austria
1: Uh. Um, that could be a cool idea though like (laughs) you do it while we're skiing and you could be live on live on location and (laughs) just suddenly turn into somebody else and we cut to you and you're just like well the powder is fresh here it's feeling pretty good (laughs) yeah I'm not sure how much internet I have up there though. (laughs) All right. Um, on that note we're going to get ready and head out and next week we have a guest coming on I don't want to spoil it quite yet. Stay tuned to our Twitter. I'll put it up there later on during the week so that everybody knows what's going on. But I don't want to do it too early in case the person decides to cancel on me um, midway through the week. (laughs) (laughs) So we will catch you next week. Uh, Yeah, next week. Other than that, thank you all for joining us and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This
0: show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studios. Find more at Dragon Powered dot com.